the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I think it's fair to say that every single human being has at least one to two biggest mistakes of their life. I think it's fair to say. Now, it's going to look different for each and every person, but we all have something, one big thing that we truly regret. That might be for you, it might be, I don't know, I I didn't follow my dream. I, I knew that I could have done this, I could have done this profession, and I didn't follow it. And now you're in a job that you're not so happy with. It could be that you started an addiction. Could be that you didn't spend enough time with your parents or your grandparents. Could be that you didn't spend enough time with your children. You didn't raise them the way that you would now, if you knew better. Maybe even something as big as you've betrayed your spouse. All of us, my brothers and sisters, have something like this. And I want us to take a moment to just recall one and think about it as I'm preaching. So just give us a moment to recall one of those. Maybe this mistake still eats us alive. Or maybe we haven't actually really faced it and we won't admit to ourselves that it was a mistake because of our pride. Now, there are certain things that will trigger that mistake. Certain places, people, certain things or objects that will remind us of that mistake. Today in the Gospel, the Gospel gives us a tiny little detail that may seem like it's not important. Just a random detail that may seem like, what's the point of even mentioning that? Today, that detail that is given in the Gospel is a charcoal fire. Charcoal fire. Nothing in the Gospel is ever put there for no reason. Why does the Gospel recall a charcoal fire? Believe it or not, a charcoal fire is a trigger for one of the disciples. Do you know which one of the disciples this is a trigger for? This is a trigger for Peter. If we look at two weeks ago, when Jesus is taken to be killed, we remember that Peter denies Jesus three times that he even knew him. And where does it happen? The Gospel recalls that it happens right next to a charcoal fire. So, here we are. Here's Jesus preparing a charcoal fire for Peter. This is a trigger for him. Now, the issue here, my brothers and sisters, is not so much that Peter has done this big mistake. The issue here is how he deals with this mistake. As as we look at Peter, we see that he tells the apostles today in the gospel, he tells the apostles, I'm going to go fishing. Now, if we recall that when Jesus meets Peter, or when Peter meets Jesus, Jesus tells him, you will no longer be a fisher anymore, a fisherman anymore. You're going to be a fisher of men. But here we are, 
this is after Jesus has, has been risen from the dead and he's telling the apostles, I'm going to go fishing, which basically, basically what he's saying is, I'm going to go back to my old way of life. He's basically saying like, everything that just happened, seeing Jesus die and rise, no big deal, I'm just going to go fishing. What is he really doing in this? Peter is escaping or running away from having to face the reality of his mistake. Now, he's afraid. He's afraid to face it. He's afraid of confrontation. I mean, it says that this is now the third time that Jesus has appeared to them. So Peter really had two chances of going up to Jesus and saying to Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry for what I did to you. I'm sorry that I betrayed you three times. But he doesn't. Because Peter wants to run away from having to face the reality. He wants to escape it. So what do we do, my brothers and sisters? Instead of facing and confronting certain situations, especially the biggest mistakes of our lives, what we do is we try to distract ourselves from having to confront it. Peter goes fishing to distract himself, to avoid it. You and I, we may distract ourselves in other ways. We may, for the ch young children, for the younger generation, what they do to distract their reality is they sit on social media and they binge on social media. They'll get, get on TikTok for hours and hours and hours and they'll just scroll to have to just avoid the reality. For some of us, it may be alcohol, drugs, pornography that we're using to cope, to avoid. For some of us, it may be just constantly working. Just like being obsessed with work, putting more and more hours of work and work and work and work. Keeping ourselves busy cleaning, cleaning, cleaning all day long. We become obsessed with work so that we can avoid the realities that are really going on inside of us. Not to have to confront them. Especially the biggest mistakes that eat us alive that we don't want to face. That we don't want to admit. For Peter... When he does this, when he goes back to his old way of life and he goes back to fishing, he fishes all night. All night. And he's a professional fisherman. What happens to Peter when he goes back? What does it say? It says that he catches nothing. Which goes to show us that when you and I try to distract ourselves from the reality of having to face our reality and our mistakes... When we go and I, we try to escape it by distracting ourselves with these things, where does it actually lead us? It leads us to get nowhere. It leads us to be empty. It leads us to emptiness. So what Jesus is trying to show Peter is that you have forgotten me. You have forgotten my power. Peter acts as if nothing ever happened, as if he didn't see Jesus die and rise, and he just goes back to his old way of life like nothing happened. He forgets about Jesus. Jesus comes to Peter. He's like, Peter, uh-uh, you're not getting away from me. And God will haunt us. God will run after us. He will never, ever leave us the way that we are. He will give us one billion, more than a billion chances, of running after us, not because he wants to shame us, but because he wants to transform us.
And that's what he did to Peter. He comes to Peter, and what's really beautiful about this encounter is that Jesus runs, or Jesus makes a breakfast for Peter and for the apostles. Which what Jesus is trying to say is, I still love you and I still care about even your human needs. I still want to feed you. See how kind Jesus is. After Jesus eats, or after Peter eats with Jesus, Jesus now, instead of shaming Peter and saying, hey, what happened two weeks ago? Hey, like, you denied me that you even knew me three times and you told me that you were going to die for me. What was that all about? What kind of friend are you? Jesus totally could have said that to Peter. What does he do? He gives Peter an opportunity to undo, and it doesn't say it in today's gospel, but that's what happens right after this gospel that I read today. He asks Peter three times, do you love me? Why three times? To reverse and undo his three times of denying him. He gives Peter the opportunity to reverse and to undo this. And what does he do in that? Right after that, he tells Peter, he says to him, Go and feed my sheep. So what is he doing here? He's restoring Peter back to his position of being the next and the first hope. What he's saying to Peter is, Now you have faced it. Now you have told me that you love me. And that's enough for me. That's what Jesus says to us. That's enough for me. Tell me that you love me. Tell me that you're sorry, and that's enough for me. And now, look what I will do. Look what Jesus did with Peter's denial. He made Peter the first pope. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, this is what he did with St. Paul, which we heard in the first reading. St. Paul was killing Christians. He was tying them up and killing them. And then Jesus appears to him. And now, more than half of the New Testament is written by St. Paul. Today, my brothers and sisters, what is that one mistake that we're not willing to let go of? What is that one mistake that we have not faced, that we have not confessed, that we have not confronted, because we're afraid of being shamed? We're afraid of God being upset. We're afraid of God thinking that this sin is too big or this mistake is too big. Are we willing today to bring it to Jesus? Are we willing to confront Jesus at the altar? Are we willing to confront Jesus in the priest and bring it to, to light so that we can have freedom, so that God can transform us? This is what God is doing. This is what Jesus is in the business of taking our mistakes and making them success stories. This is what he wants to do with all of us. Now that means that we have to have humility to admit it, humility to face it. This means that we have to be vulnerable with God. This means that we have to be weak with God. And say, okay Jesus, I did this. Lord, what can you do now? There is absolutely no sin that's too big for God's mercy. There is no mistake that God cannot transform and bring something beautiful out of. Like he did with Peter, like he did with Paul. And he does the same thing with us today. 
Maybe the devil tells us, your mistakes have ruined your life and it's too, it's, you, it's too, it's too bad now. It's, now you're, you've gone way too far. There's nothing now that God can even do. That's a lie. That's a lie. So, my brothers and sisters, if today we are willing to face those mistakes, I want us to look at what Jesus did with Peter. Jesus brought a charcoal fire so that he could remind and he could trigger Peter. He literally puts Peter back at a charcoal fire to remind Peter of going back to that moment that he did this. What Jesus wants today is for us to go back into the memory of that mistake that might be haunting and taunting us. But go back into the mistake and go back into the memory, not alone, because if we go back alone, we're going to be discouraged. We're going to beat ourselves up. What we need to do is go back to that memory and allow Jesus to come into the memory. See Jesus in that place that it happened, that place in that moment that you made that mistake. See Jesus standing there. Allow Jesus to show you and transform that moment so that that moment no longer needs to imprison us. So that moment can be transformed. So how do we do that? Today in the Mass, when you come up to receive communion, as you receive Jesus, I want you to imagine Jesus going back into that memory, into that moment, into that traumatic experience. See Jesus there and ask Jesus, tell Jesus, Jesus, transform this. Do something with this and see what Jesus will do. Jesus, my brothers and sisters, is in the business of transforming our mistakes into success stories if we truly believe and if we trust. Amen? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.